Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode, installment, uh, digital counseling session, even though this isn't therapy. <laughs> That's uh, right. Lights the fight. I'm David. I'm Heidi. And if you're new to our podcast, God bless you. Like, <laughs> whatever, whatever you're going through. It's actually the people we have to bless are the ones that have still been listening, that are still hanging there with us. In fact, I was out on my walk today and I'm walking Rocky and I was just cruising along and um, I passed this this guy that I know in my neighborhood and he's like, love the podcast, listen to everyone. And I was just like, bless you. <laughs> well, I was saying, I was saying God bless you to all the people who are just starting this for entertainment. <laughs> Because usually people don't come to our podcast just because they have nothing better to do. No, that is true. They usually come as a last resort. Yeah. So in all seriousness, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for joining us. Um, if you're an, an old timer member of our, our Light the Fight family, thank you very much for hanging in there with us, especially throughout this quarantine year. We keep on teasing stuff we got coming. And tonight's episode is sharing something that we can talk about today. Yeah, it's almost like every week we'll be sharing some different stuff that are happening all to a big grand finale uh, in, you know, within the next month. But for now, we got some cool stuff to, that I'm excited about and I want to share with you parents out there. And then Heidi well, let's actually- start out. But let's start out by telling them that like tomorrow night, something is actually happening. Like some, there's actually going to be <laughs> uh, a don't freak out event happening after gosh almost one year of being um being shut down quite literally i think it's so an this active, is exciting i think it's an act of buddha jesus baby jesus <laughs> baby yoda i think all the powerful creatures and beings out there in the universe had to make it all happen because as you guys know um there hasn't been a lot of events lately especially in-person events so we're very thankful. So Heidi, why don't you let them know what the event is? Well, so we are, we're getting back on the horse, I guess. Um, the don't freak out horse as it were. And we're actually going to, um, to Lehigh tomorrow night. So if you're listening to it, it's actually probably happening tonight on March 4th. And, um, we have been trying to make this happen for, Oh shoot, Brandon! Is it it's year and a half. middle school? A year and a half with Leah. They've been very patient with us. So, um, we've talked about a lot of different things, and then like right when we get something planned, something would happen. And so, um, man, this time we just got serious, and they made it happen so fast. And I think it's really a testament to the fact that they're just feeling it in their school. They, um, 
they're feeling the stress, anxiety of students. They're wondering what they can do. Um, I know that parents and the board and everybody has been coming together to really make this happen. So we want to thank everyone that's been involved um, to get us there. We're going to be up on stage again. We are going to have people in the audience and people um, tuning in virtually. So it's we're going to get the best of all the worlds. Um, we're going to be taking questions. Um, I'm I'm excited. I I think that I don't know if I maybe just thought this would actually never happen again. You know, because people like to say, "Oh, it's never going to be the same." It's you know, and you just don't know how long this is going to go on. So I think I keep waiting for it to like get the last min minute cancellation. Like everything is done. You kind of plan something and then hold your breath and then sure enough, it cancels out. So the fact that we are less than 24 hours away and we have not been canceled yet, it's a good sign. Yeah. We've been knocking on wood, crossing our fingers, toes. It's hard to cross your toes, <laughs> but we've been doing it. And um, yeah, no, we're, we're super pumped. We're super excited. And like Heidi said, thanks to everybody out there in Lehigh. And this event is for the community and for the parents of the students so it's not necessarily an event for just anyone to come down to. And But the good news is that it's the first of many more to come. Uh, our Don't Freak Out event is definitely going to be a new and updated version because we're not the same people that we were you know, before the quarantine. None of you guys are the same people that you were before the quarantine. In fact, we even thought about changing the name of the event to Don't Freak Out and a little small little excerpt on the bottom, at least not on your kids. Um, because <laughs> there's a lot of reasons to freak out. To, you know, right now, but we're a year out, a, a week away from a year out from when the quarantine started. Hallelujah. I think everybody is happy to put that full year behind us. And so, yeah, so that's one thing we got going on tomorrow night. And, um, and also well, we, we and got here's to, what's, here's yeah, what's ahead. interesting is just like, as we've been talking to um, some of the different organizations that are working to bring us in um, to chat with their with parents and with students, it feels like everybody is interested in more, wanting more, recognizing that more is needed. And honestly, I think that this is attributed to you, David, with you spending, um, you're going on like three quarters, right? Three quarters almost behind you of being Mr. Cause. Um, and so that's been, that's like giving you a totally new perspective, not maybe not totally new perspective, but certainly added to your perspective of what's going on in the high schools, what's happening for kids and ways that, that we, uh, like the fight you specifically can be more of a support for them. And so that's been kind of a, a fun conversation as well. Yeah. And if you guys are new to the podcast, what Heidi is referring to is that I am, besides being a therapist and, you know, here on this podcast, I'm also a high school teacher at Harriman High School. And I created a curriculum. I've been teaching the curriculum along with a couple amazing counselors there at, high, at Harriman High School. And now the curriculum is getting some traction thanks to Heidi, thanks to the Orrin Hatch Foundation. And it's really exciting. And like Heidi said, you know, I'm, I'm learning so much as being a teacher. I've been every, almost every other, you know, uh, position you can have with teenagers from online counselor, you know, drug and alcohol treatment counselor, crisis counselor, psychiatric hospital counselor, 
therapist. Leading, leading the groups. Yeah, group counselor, and then now um, a high school uh, teacher. So um, when when you said when Heidi said Mr. Cause, um, that's just kind of what the kids call me because obviously my last name is a mouthful. It's not the easiest name to say, but the quarantine really created a whole lot of new good ideas because when we first started out, part of the reason why we couldn't do public speaking was some of the public speaking was supposed to be to high school assemblies during the day. And so we had to think outside the box of like, okay, what could we do that could still get information to the high schools, whether it be from Light the Fight, whether it be from me, um, we just needed to get something to the teenagers. And as you guys can imagine, there's not like high school assemblies going on this year. And so I was actually doing a small, um, I, I shouldn't say assembly, but if you guys are from the Utah area, there's a alternative high school here called Valley High School. And Valley asked me to come speak um, a couple months back. I think it was in January, December, or January. And I went out there and I spoke to 35 kids. It was the First time, 35, 40 kids. First time I've been able to speak in a long time. Now, granted, it's a big room. They're all spread out, but I was able to speak to them. And at the end of it, a number of the kids were saying, hey, I'm trying to find you on social media so that I can follow you. And I was like, oh, yeah, I go, unfortunately, I'm, I'm not on social media anymore. And something really cool happened. Uh, one of the kids said, oh, man, that's, that's too bad because, you know, you should, like, say some of this stuff on social media. And like, I think kids would really like that. And all these teenagers were like, wow, yeah, you should. Like they were hyping me up, hyping me up. And I'd follow you. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It was a very cool, cute validation. I'm like, thank you. And then this one boy in the back goes, he goes, no, nah, you need to do a YouTube channel. I like looked at him. It was just like, just like, no, nah, you need to do a YouTube channel. I looked at him. I said, oh yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah. I was like, I have so many questions. Usually when I have questions and I, and I submit them into a YouTuber, they get back to me like three months later. Oh, sorry. I didn't get your question. Or I ask them a personal question and they're like, oh, we don't really answer questions like that. He's like, you should start a YouTube channel and start answering questions from teenagers. And I sat there, I'm like, oh, but when I looked around, all the kids were like, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay. I mean, I thought about YouTube channels, but not like, I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's not a thing. Of course, a lot of people do it. So Brandon and I thought about it. We're like, you know, this might be a good way to be able to reach teenagers Instead of since I can't do assembly, since I can't do a lot of public speaking and be a great way for parents to have another resource for their teenagers. That's not something that's really cheesy and corny, um, something that's really made for them, like a, like a tool that could like the fight as a parent tool. Right. Right. And that's what I was just going to say. I think that sometimes my my kids are like, I want to kind of listen to the podcast. I want to know if you're talking about me. I want to know what you're saying but they really don't care about podcasts. Like, right. They're what they do watch a ton of YouTube though. And so, but also when we're talking to on the podcast, we're really talking to, to parents about parenting and about the things that you can do. We're not dealing with the kids questions because as we've established, (laughs) we don't have the same questions. We don't see things the same way. We don't see the same problems you know, they, <laughs> the, the hardest thing about going to family dinner for the kids is that someone's going to comment, grandpa, everybody's going to comment about their ripped jeans and it's exhausting. You know, we all see things differently. Right. And so that's what I think is so exciting about 
this suggestion that came and that you were kind of in a space after having spent half a year in the high school and starting to talk to these organizations again that are like, okay, well, but that's great. We can do that for the parents, but what can we offer for the kids? And, and one thing led to another, and then it hit me. I thought, how many times Heidi has a, as, as a suggestion come out of my mouth to t- parents to use technology to connect with their kids and share information? Because they're tired of hearing the same broken records from us as parents and adults. But a lot of teenagers, for various reasons, whether it's on Twitch, a lot of teenagers are following people on YouTube. They're watching them play yeah. video games. They're being entertained by them. It's, you know, vlogs. Yeah, yeah, do it yourself stuff, vlogs, whatever it may be. And um, fortunately, you know, for us, our producer Brandon and his cousin David, they they're really versed in the YouTube world. They follow a lot of people. And one thing led to another. And I thought, wait a second. I'm always telling parents, find a subject that your teenagers need to help with on YouTube, coming from someone in their population or someone who speaks to them. And share those links with them instead of you being the only point of contact, the only person that's saying this type of message to them. And how many times, Heidi, have people come back like, wow, that's such a simple thing. We look at YouTube to how to fix our car, to how to build something. You know, we don't always think of it in that, in that sense. But every time I've given that to parents, I've sent them links. They've come up with links. They sent their kids. It's so much easier to land that information with your kids whether they're young adults, teenagers, what have you, if it comes through a YouTuber. And I thought, man, how cool would that be if I was the YouTuber, right? If I was the person. So we've, we've started working on videos for a couple months now. Um, then as we started talking to these high schools, um, what we did was we made some- Well, video- but wait, before you go into that, before you go into that, talk about the format of these videos. Because, you know, first of all, you're- I think that it's pretty genius um, and there's a lot of purpose between behind the format. So I want you to tell these, tell everybody why you're doing it the way you, you are. And uh, obviously people are going to have to go watch it because they're going to be like, what is happening? What are you talking about? But talk about the format because it's, it's a great idea. Well, that that's actually what I was just going to get to because when we were talking to these high schools, about something we could substitute the assemblies with. And um, I said, what if we were to, you guys were to submit some questions to us. I answered the question from your student bodies and I did it in a YouTube style format. Now these are teachers and people that aren't real big YouTubers and they're looking at me, they're going, "Uh, I guess that could work. I, I guess we just have to show it to the kids. And if they like it, then yes. And me and Brandon were like, wink, wink saying, okay, we, we think they might be interested in it. So what we did was we started to take the the very popular common YouTube format where you're trying to share something with someone, but you got to do multiple things at once. In case any of you parents didn't know this, every one of your kids' brains are overstimulated. They got so many things going on at one time from looking at their phone, playing a video game. I remember in college, I thought I was going to fry my brain by trying to study listening to music and watching TV at the same time. That's nothing compared to what kids are doing right now. Oh my gosh. You walk in, I walk into my kids. They, they got the big, huge screen. Plus then like watching a YouTube video, plus watching like a zoom that their, you know, cameras turned off on plus texting 
Plus, you know, watching it, watching one a gamer. AirPod in, listening to music, and the other <laughs> yeah. AirPod out. <laughs> I mean, how is it even possible? It's see, our our brains would have exploded. These kids are superhuman. That is all there is to it. But the challenge is, and I saw this in education as a teacher. I'm like, they got to be super curious, and you got to keep that curiosity rolling for a long enough time for it to sink in on them. Because there's, we're in competition with so much technology. So what we did was we just said, all right, we're going to take the information that teenagers. So I asked a couple of kids in my class, um, hey, what are some questions that you have as a teenager? They gave me some questions. We started making videos, started experimenting with the camera, the angle. We built the studio. Um, you know, the studio has a bunch of record albums on the wall, a skateboard from, you know. With and of course, cars. LED lights. It's got to have LED lights. LED again. lights. It's got my favorite football jersey from Junior Seau, rest in peace, uh, legendary football player who unfortunately passed due to suicide. A bunch of custom like Nike and Van shoes up on the wall. It's just basically my personality in a studio. And uh, so what we did was I'm talking about, answer, I'm answering their questions. And as I'm answering their questions, our producer Brandon and his cousin David, they got really creative and started to match memes dropping in the in in the screen while I'm talking. There's a lot of SpongeBob memes, Mandalorian memes. These guys are the meme maestros. So as I'm talking about a subject, the subject is being highlighted by memes. Then every now and then there's these little flashes on the screen that would really cause you to stop, have to pause it, go back and look at what it said and then keep on playing. So it's a constant moving um, thing on the screen while I'm talking. So I sent these out to just a handful of teenagers. We have, this is the first time we're telling anyone about Mr. Cause, the, the channel. I wanted to get some content, figure it, iron out the kinks first. I sent out um, to a handful of teenagers in my class, said, what do you think of this? They're like, this is great. I said, okay, hold on. Don't say anything yet. I want to make sure I get it right. Then we started sending them out to the high schools. That was when we got the big validation. The high schools we sent them out to from 10th graders to seniors in high school I mean, I can't remember how many people saw them, but we send them these private videos so they could just privately see it. And they started, I mean, I did a Zoom call with a class in Portland, Oregon. It was so cool. They're looking at me like, you look just like on the YouTube channel and you talk just like on the YouTube channel too. We thought you were just talking fast because the edits, they go, you're like a fire hose. And there's one kid thanked me. He's like, thank you so much. Like, this is so entertaining. Like, I never thought about those things that you said. But the only way that it worked was it was memes. It was funny flashes. It was my personality just being crazy and stupid. Well, and, and you're talking wrong. to them. You're talking to them about the stuff that they're really worried about, that they're really curious about. And you're giving it to them. You're like telling them the life hacks. You're like telling them the secret workarounds, the stuff that you wish somebody would have told you, you know, like as a, as a teenager, because there's, gosh, there's so much stuff that you have to figure out by falling on your face 50 times as a teenager. Right. And you're just coming in with like this. Oh, by the way, have you ever noticed this? Have you ever noticed this? And it's stuff that like, I don't know, you're just putting, you're, you're just putting pieces of the puzzle together in the way. And all I can compare it is, and I know it's not therapy. I know Mr. Cause isn't therapy. And I know that like the YouTube channel isn't therapy that right. But when you go into a therapy situation and I've been in this situation where I'm meeting with you and you're teaching me and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never even thought of it that way. 
because no one's ever broken real life down into small enough chunks that you can like hold it and look at it from all different sides. That's what happens in therapy, even though this isn't therapy. So it's, it's just speaking their language with their language, being super hyper distracting, like they love it. And it's, it's perfect. I love it. Well, thank you, Heidi. And I, and I was really hoping when you saw it that, you know, you'd give it the thumbs up and approval because, um, the cool thing that we get to do with Light the Fight is every time we go speak, I can field questions from the high school for the kids. We make customized YouTube videos, which we've already done. We're doing right now. We're cataloging them, right? And then we create a playlist for all these different high schools. So these high schools can then submit, people, teenagers can submit individually questions, or they can submit a question and say, hey, I'm a student from such and such high school. And so we put it in that category. The reason why I think that's going to be the reason why I believe from the feedback we've gotten just from my own impression, why that's so helpful, because so often teenagers will tell me like what we're going through is kind of a little unique to their little pocket in their little world. So, for example, Salt Lake, Utah area has been in school since August. Portland, Oregon, they haven't done one day of school physically since, you know, since last March. California. Same thing. We'll be doing the same thing um, with schools out in Riverside. They haven't had a school, a, a day of school yet. So to say that you're in Portland and everybody knows that's been watching the news since, you know, since the pandemic, everybody knows that this high school just happens to be right by downtown Portland. Portland, Oregon downtown has not been like Provo, Utah, <laughs> Sandy, Utah. <laughs> They've had a lot going on. And so the questions that we're seeing are very similar from all teenagers, but depending on where the question comes from, it's going to have a little bit of a nuance to it that I can speak directly to their community and to them specifically, even with little details like, you know, them not being back in school. It's only more stressful not being back in school. One of the questions we got from Portland that I really loved was a question is, this high school is a very high performing high school. The kids that are there, the kids that I talk to. I mean, they're not worrying about their parents seeing that they got an F on their grade. They're worried that their parents are going to see that they got a B. Like that is a fear for them because they're trying to go to Stanford. They're trying to go to big time schools. These are the kids that are probably going to be CEOs, you know, presidents, mayors, like they're going to be running communities someday. And you could tell they're very high achieving. Well, their stress level is a different type of stress level from a kid who's just trying to barely hold on and not quit school entirely. Similar stress, but there's different expectations. And so to, to get some of those questions, one of the questions that I got that I was meaning to mention was that they said, how do you let your parent know that you're trying really hard, even though you're not as good in, as good as grades you did last year, that the quarantine is actually really hard for you. It's affecting your performance but you aren't giving up. You're really trying hard, even though it doesn't look like it. Well, we talked about something called hustle culture. Now, in some of the other schools, I would have never fielded a question about parents that are all about that hustle culture. And for those of you listening who are familiar with hustle culture, what that means, if I'm not mistaken, Brandon might be able to look this up. I believe uh, Elon Musk said something a long time ago. I don't know if he called it hustle culture. But a lot of people in the tech industry, a lot of people in uh, 
um, social media influencers. It's that rise and grind. No time for sleep. You can sleep when you're dead. Go, 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 go. And you got a lot of parents that are maybe high net worth, maybe highly driven entrepreneurs, and they really subscribe to this, you know, like you can sleep when you're dead. You need to work hard. You know, there's, you know, you're the first or your last, like that type of mentality. And these kids are, are asking questions like, this is not easy because we're struggling in this pandemic. And I don't know how to communicate that to my parents without causing an argument. So, so just to illustrate how you think some of these things can be. Brendan just sent like a definition of uh, go ahead, culture. please read it. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it really quick. Hustle culture is the societal standard that you can only succeed by exerting yourself at max capacity professionally every day. Hustle culture does not sleep. Hustle culture does not take lunch breaks. Hustle culture does not take into account what your goals in life really are. Uh, honestly, that describes myself. Wait, you know someone like that, Heidi? Oh, oh man. I mean, it's like if if not, if one caffeinated beverage was good, then 10 is better, right? Like so wait, are, hey, so, so Brandon, submit into Wikipedia Heidi's picture to put with that definition. <laughs> I mean, I am one actually, and I know that this is a, this is a side note, but people used to say to me like, "Oh my gosh, how do you do it all?" Like, I had little kids, and I was traveling, I'm writing books, whatever, and I'd be like, "Yeah, who needs sleep?" And now I'm just like raising my hand, just giving up. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to bed now at ten o'clock at night, which I've never done in my entire life, but it's because I've learned. That, oh my gosh, your brain does not function if you don't have sleep. Like I, I had to take like a master class from successful people to believe that I needed to have sleep. Right. And so all of this information, it's evolving and kids need to, the kids need to know that, yeah, hustling is good, but we can work smart if we sleep. <laughs> well, just, just think how beautiful that is, how that's such a specific question. Yeah. For can sure. a quick tutorial to these kids because that is a problem, but what's the solution? How do you, how do they ask, like, how do they tell their parents, how do they communicate to their parents? How do they get their parents who are all about that hustle culture to see that, yeah, it really sounds great. And in some situations you got to hustle, but in other situations, after you've unloaded all your energy, you got to reload as well. Because if you look at long-term successful people, they speak about the importance now, maybe not everyone, but they speak about the importance of sleep, about management, about being able to maintain a high level. The people who are trying to reach the top of that mountain, they're almost like on this trajectory that's like, it's really difficult to maintain. And I think hustle culture or having that hustle mentality is one vehicle to get you to success. And it may not be the best vehicle for your or specifically your children's mental health because the connection between sleep and mental and emotional well-being is undeniable. Undeniable. Right. And so for those of you, for those of you oh. just listening to this, for those of you just listening to this and you're curious about the hustle culture, yes, you can Google it. But to know more about this, I've talked about this gentleman on uh, the podcast, but I'm almost done listening to his book right now. Um, his name is Matthew Walker, sleep specialist from Cal Berkeley, Harvard trained. Um, I believe it's a 
I forget what he's trained in Harvard, but anyways, he went to Harvard. Now he, um, he runs the department uh, on sleep uh, at Cal Berkeley. Amazing read so far. I've listened to him on lots of podcasts. Now I'm, I'm deep in his book called Why We Sleep. And uh, if you read or listen to that book, it gives a very difficult argument to overexerting yourself and taking on that hustle culture mentality. Because people who do not sleep more than seven hours a night, that's, that's the, the high, that's the perfect mark right there. They don't live long and he's got the research to prove it. So th- in there's in case a lot you're not of- reading a book reader. It's also on masterclass. I took the, I took the whole entire class, listened to it in two days. And I was like repenting <laughs> <laughs> because like, seriously, I was like, Oh my gosh, no wonder my brain is freaking fried. And you know what? That's the kind of information that our kids need. They need that. It's not going to come from us when we're like, what time to go to bed? How late were you up playing video games? Like you got, you can't talk these led lights or you, you know, like I didn't even know. What does he talk about? Like the fact that we have darkness, like a lack of darkness in our lives. Yep. You, you know, what an interesting concept that was. And well, anyway. yeah, there's a lot of research that he quotes in the book about our sake, our circadian rhythm. Like our body yeah. has an internal 24 hour clock. Whether we're seeing sunlight or not, our body knows, hey, you need to get to sleep now. And if we ignore it, if we ignore it, like you said, if we just have illumination and cell phones and TVs going on constantly, it, I mean, the biggest one that hit me was, and I think I might've mentioned this on a, another podcast because I'm wearing the whoop strap, um, but a big one that hits me, oh, yeah. it hit me was the drastic increase in every hour less of sleep you get in your probability of getting dementia. That scares me to death. Like watching my mom and I know, and I know with you, Heidi, but watching my mom having to say hi to my mom and I go, what are you up to mom? And her going, I'm just waiting for dad to come home from the hospital and me having to tell her every time mom, dad's dead. And her just putting her head in her hands. Like, Oh my gosh. Like that was just, that was not fun. You guys, that was not fun. And I, you know, I, we all joke around, Oh, I can't remember names or places, but Man, if, if we're looking at our sleep schedule, and by the way, if you try to change your sleep, I found that it makes it worse. I've been working on changing my sleep for a month and it has been a roller coaster. Just this past week, I'm finally starting to get some normal sleep and it has been so hard. I'm listening to this book every day, trying to fight it, but there's <laughs> something about my sleep pattern that didn't, I mean, it was pushing back big time. It did not want me to get sleep. And I'm not going to say I figured it out, but yes, hustle culture sleep. And these are just unique questions that come up from these teenagers because, I mean, think about it with technology that we're competing with. How many of your kids have their cell phones or you have your cell phone all the way to the, to the time you go to bed, to the time you wake up. One of the funniest statements are for those of you who've watched the social dilemma, the one venture capitalist that's been um, investing in, in uh, social media platforms and in technology for a long time, because, because the question isn't like, you know, do you look at your cell phone when you wake up in the morning? It's like, do you look at it before you take a pee or during while you're taking a pee? That's the only question. He's like, he's like, it's not the fact that we're going to look at it. It's like, do you look at it the very first thing or the second thing? I'm not even going to tell you. What the <laughs> <answer>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So, but let me tell you the other thing that's really great about this um, Mr. Cause channel and these videos um, as Dave starts to release them and share them, 
um, you as parents can go and it's just a really great like fly on the wall opportunity for you to kind of hear how David talks and um, the kind of language that he uses and the tone that he uses and the things that, that, you know, the memes, like it's going to give you us as parents a little perspective, a little um, peek into some of these curious questions and how David answers them. Because here's the thing I'm telling you, and you guys have been listening a long time. No, David never responds in the way that, that I would respond. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't ever, we, we just don't have the same, we just don't have the same answers on the test is what's happening. <laughs> so it's really um, also this great way for us to be able to kind of um, get some, some insider tips. Well, I mean, the, the, the best way, I mean, how, okay. Everyone listening to this podcast, we're all voyeurs. If you like podcasts, you're a voyeur. You like to look from the outside and peek in to see what's going on. You as a parent, if you go and watch the, the Mr. Cause um, videos that, that Heidi's talking about, you will be able to reverse engineer what's going on with your kids. Because one thing I can promise you as a parent, when you listen to my suggestion, and you know that your kid was watching my video, and then you see your kid come out and try my suggestions, and you know that it was my suggestion, you will be so proud of them. It will help you see around the curtain because for parents that aren't, not that everybody, every parent has to watch this, but the benefit of a parent watching this, and it's not for parents, but that's the benefit. Because if you're watching what your kids are gonna try, then you'll know if they're actually putting in effort. For the parents who will see their kids doing this, they will look at their kids puzzled and boggled like, wow, this is a different approach. I'm curious. I'm wondering what they're doing. But if you watch the videos yourself and you see what they're attempting to do, even if they fall short, you'll be like, that was so cute. Like they actually tried like, oh my, like you're, yes, secretly, going, yes. you're secretly cheering them behind because you're like, you're going to be more patient with someone that you know is putting their foot forward and trying to do some of the work. Just like, you know, if, if you're, if you're a manager or a boss in any sort and you train one of your employees to do something, and then your employee knows that you know what they're trying to do, but you're so proud of them that they're trying it. It's, it's just one yes. of those proud parent yes. moments where like, good for you. You're trying to negotiate with me because every single one of these tactics is the art of negotiation. And if you guys didn't know this, your kids suck at negotiating. Teenagers and kids do not have good negotiating skills. They have sly sneaking around, trying not to get in trouble skills. They have manipulative skills and they have, they will beat you down with complaints and begging you till into submission till you give them what they want skills. But the art of negotiation <laughs> is so true. But the art of negotiation is a skill that is not being taught. Well, up until my social health class is not being taught in schools and most parents, not that you're bad parents, but most parents aren't thinking, how do I teach my kids to negotiate? Because as a parent, you're trying to get them to be subservient or to be obedient. Not a lot of teaching negotiation. When you tell your, when you tell your teenager or child, listen, I don't like it when you try to sneak around and try to lie to me, stop lying. There's no teaching in that. 
Now, if you were to pull your kid aside, say, hey, you know what? You took a shot, but you got caught. You know, the old me would have been mad, but I thought about it. I don't ever think I taught you how to get to me. If you want to manipulate me and you want something out of me, or if you want to get something from me, I will give you the secrets to get the best of me that you want. Here's what you need to do. Instead of sneaking around, come to me and say, hey, listen, the old me would have tried to lie, sneak out of this or that or whatever. I'm just going to tell you, this is what I'm thinking about. Even if you don't want to do it, just, just, I'm just trying to come to you. I'm trying to negotiate because if your kid comes to you and say, I'm trying to negotiate, you go from having their attention or you, them having your attention to now you're curious about, okay, what are they, what are they doing? But we got to give our kids some breadcrumbs about how to get to us. For me, I know how to get to me. My wife, she has this thing of like, you want her to give you something, you better work in a specific way. And then she's a softie. For me, if you come to me and you laugh with me and you joke with me and then you ask me, oh my gosh, I'm probably going to be open for negotiation. We need to teach our kids how to negotiate with us because if they can learn to negotiate with us, they're learning how to identify different personality types and how to negotiate with older adults who they'll eventually have to work with as teachers or as employers in the future. Maybe I better pull Tavi aside. <laughs> and to give Tavi just a little Aunt Heidi, Auntie Heidi. <laughs> you know what? I think that'd be great. By the way, if you guys don't know, Tavi, she's referring to my son. His name's Tavita. We call him Tavi. He's gonna he's gonna need some help because his negotiating skills with mom, great. His negotiating skills with me, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> he's not negotiating with dad very well. Oh man. Maybe your expectations are a little high. And you know, well, he's my only son, but makes him my firstborn son. And if you haven't listened to the podcast about the oldest child relationship or firstborn of the same sex relationship, go and listen to that. You guys, if any of you guys thought I had a perfect life and that I have all this information and that I'm exempt from this, oh, I'm living it with my oldest son. He is put on this earth to make me practice what I preach. Let's tell the people how old he is. He's six years old. <laughs> And at six years old, I'm already face palming going, oh, my wife is counseling me almost daily to not be a hypocrite and to do what I teach people to do. Because the the, D, the den in me just wants to go old school and oh, just yeah. wants to be a tough dad. But then the like non-confrontational side of me, I don't even want to fight. So I just go, whatever. I just, I just surrender. Like, I don't even want to fight with them because I'm not... I. I was hit a lot by my, by my mom growing up. It's not a secret. You know, the, the Polynesian woman in her, she believed in the laying on of hands <laughs> and it wasn't a, a spiritual blessing of any sorts. And I have this side of me where I want to go there, but then I know what it did to me. And then it's really tough for me to find center. Cause I, I have this like, Oh, this isn't fair. And then I have this I give up. I don't care. You guys, I think there's going to be a day. I think there's going to be a day that David's going to come to me and he's going to say, Heidi, tell me your ways. Well, I'm free, <laughs> on, I'm free on Wednesday. So if you could show me your ways on Wednesday, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> that oh, becomes the master. <laughs> just give me, just give me a six-year-old. That's all I can say. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> the six-year-old will, would be fun. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, so David, I'm not sure how many Mr. Cause 
uh, videos you've actually released. And I know that the plan is to release more and we may have a way that people can see them. Um, as so, Brandon, how, how many, how many do we have? Um, like, cause like I said, we haven't, this is the first time we've been, we've told anyone about this. Ocho eight. Okay. So we have eight right now. We have plenty in the queue. We're going to be releasing a couple every single week. So all you got to do is go to YouTube, type in Mr. Mr. K-O-Z. And uh, I suggest if you want a good laugh, start off with watching the intro video. Uh, it's, yeah, but I'll, I'll just leave it at that. It's, it's mocking me. Though. If, <laughs> if you thought I have an ego and I need to be taken down a notch, go watch that video because it's definitely not a compliment to me. It's definitely making fun of me. So, And if any of you want to just like contribute any memes... Oh yeah, no, for sure. Brandon? Email Brandon at lightthefight.com for any and all memes that will be used. Brandon yeah, yeah. is the meme master, you guys, in case you didn't know this about Brandon, but any and all other great memes you can just send right on over Brandon's well, way. Heidi knows I'm having a hard time not saying anything because shutting up is not my forte. Talking is. <laughs> and so I, I wish we have so much cool stuff that we're working on you guys that we're about to just fire hose you with it all at once, but we got to make sure it's not the right time. We, we got a couple of weeks left and then we're going to let you know this, this new 3.0 version of light the fight. We're almost turning three is uh is yeah we got we got a lot of cool stuff that we're about to share with you guys and so if you guys have been a part of our community for a long time and you've been like man i wish they're more interactive i wish they did this i wish they did that well join the club because there's a lot of people that wished that we would do a lot of things and we're doing it now so we look forward to sharing more of that information but until then uh thanks heidi for wanting to talk about mr cause the channel i i think it's great i think your kids are going to love it and like I said, if you just want to get a little peek behind the curtain and to see what uh, they're into, what they're listening to. And if you just want a good referral, it's free 99. You know, YouTube's free. So, uh, um, yeah, please uh, check it out. Mr. Cause on YouTube. Awesome. Well, you guys, thanks again for tuning in. Um, there was like Mr. Cause with a side of hustle culture and sleep shaming. So <laughs> and using that technology as a resource, right? And sleep shaming. Yeah. Gives you a couple things to think about. Um, of course, as always, we love to hear from you. We love to hear your feedback. Um and thank you we, for your for your um uh on iTunes. We got like almost 700 uh reviews now. We're at a we're we've been at a five-star, but man, I was reading some couple of those reviews the other day. Thank you guys for all giving us the reviews, those are amazing reviews. Thank you so much, very kind. And uh, yeah, like I said, in the future, you'll have a way to, yeah, to, to talk and, and give better feedback and reviews. So we're really looking forward to that. And tomorrow, Lehigh, wish us luck. That's right. We're excited. I'm super excited to be back out there and sharing and just, I'm just looking forward to just relieving some of the stress from some of the parents out there. Um, we've, we're all feeling it. Um one year of this, we'll, we'll call this a, what do they, this is me with my, my brain. What do they call it? If, if you like take off a year, a sabbatical, no, like, <laughs> yes, yes, it could walk be. About? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't, I can't remember. I give up. It's, I can't, I can't remember. Never mind. 
It's okay. You're forgiven. You're still working on the sleep. <laughs> you haven't even read the book yet. You just took the master. Anyway, we've all had a year and it's looking like it feels like the light is coming back on. The lights are coming back on. We're, we're back at it. We're excited about that. And look forward to our next week's episode, you guys. We're going to be fielding lots of questions from this event. So next week episode, we're going to be taking a, we're going to be answering a lot of questions from real life parents that aren't making up these questions. Trust me, these are all real questions from people who are really going through it. So we're excited to get back to answering questions on Light the Fight. Gap year. That's what I was trying to think of. It's been a gap year. Gap year. Mm. (laughs) All right, you guys, thank you forever, as always, for listening, for sharing, for helping your fellow freaking out parents by um, recommending our podcast. And um, as always, thank you for helping us to light the fight.